0: Hey y'all, it's Jessica DeLindy Dykeman with the Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your Courageous and Kind story. Y'all, we're excited to be back at the Courageous and Kind podcast. What a year 2020 has shaped up to be! As we continue our efforts in sharing God's truth and encouraging women through sharing stories of His goodness, I'm so excited to introduce to you Mariah Axel. Mariah and I recorded this actually in 2019, and so just getting to edit it now um has been really incredible to get to hear her story all over again. And so, Mariah um now lives in Missouri with her husband and um three kids, and they have such an incredible story about how God did the impossible. And she's going to walk you through about what um, God can do when we hand over our relationships, our marriages, our time, our talents, and our energy. And she has some really, really incredible things to say. So I'm so excited that you're going to get to meet her. You're going to get to hear what God has been doing in her life. And we hope it encourages you too. season of life. Does this bring you in? Uh, actually the season.
1: So it's kind of like a, a good season. Um, just cause we just, went through the hardest season of our marriage like a year and a half ago. So this season for me is more of like inner healing season um, and the rebuilding of our marriage, the true foundations that the Bible says about marriage um, and also a transition season because my husband is getting out of the Marine Corps. He's just starting to step into the calling that God has put on his heart as well. So, um, so uh, yeah, I'd say the season I'm definitely in is the inner healing from all my past hurts from, my, my younger life.
0: So. Yeah, that's a neat season to be in. And I'm sure, like, if someone asks you, you know, if somebody was like, well, pick your favorite season of life or pick, you know, a season of life you'd go back to, this may not be it, but this mm-hmm. is such an important season, as you said, coming out of a season of hurt and into a season mm-hmm. of new and rebuilding. And that... I think the word that comes to mind is like revitalization and just to renew and revive. Um, Uh And I think that is so cool. So we'll spend a little more time on that because I think there's some women um, that are listening that are on the edge of that transition and just Uh are not sure what looks, you know, what next looks like. So um, I can't wait for us to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, So, in this season, what are you currently working on? Do you have any projects, or whether that's personal or professional, what does um, what does that look like for you right now?
1: Um, actually, it kind of ties in with like the inner healing um, of just finding my true identity in Christ and who God has called me to be, and to step out in that um, because it was robbed of me from such a young age. What I went through, Um, and so honestly, just I'm trying to like get the time to like dive in and just. Worship when I can and read my devotions and really spending more time in God's word because I didn't really get to grow up. I mean, I chose if and when I want to go to church. Um, So just truly reading the Bible and actually understanding it and putting it to life in my life.
0: Uh-huh. So, well, and so you said you have two young girls. What does that look like for <laughs> a mama with young girls? So, those, uh, you know, for people listening, like, how do you fight yeah. for that time? Because it's important. What does that look like for you? So that's actually one of my things I'm working on. Is uh, obviously
1: my five month old is very demanding. She's like totally breastfed, so obviously she just kind of feeds when she wants. Um, but my four year old will sleep in a little bit in the morning. So I'll wake up and as I'm nursing my little one, I'll just pull up in my phone and read the Bible app. Um, and then even just like having a one or two devotions on that. And like right now I'm working on reading the new Testament this year, um, instead of the full Bible. Cause I'm like, I need to focus on just one big section of the Bible. Yeah. Um, and you know, honest, to be honest, some days it, I will just put like a podcast like on the TV, and that's how I get my devotion into the day, as I'm cleaning, just because it's such a busy life right now, like the season I'm in, and it's just a season, I know that in four or five years, I'll be able to spend an hour upstairs by myself, (laughs) reading my Bible, so just, you know, taking, finding enjoyment in the season I'm in right now, and just loving it, and not being stressed about it, you know, like, because God sees my heart, he knows that I'm trying to pour out everything, and he knows that I'm pouring into my girls, which is going to pay off, too. So just yeah. even if I get a few minutes on my Bible app, like, so that's, that's how I try to find my time with God.
0: I love it. And uh, one of the things that I love hearing you say without saying it is mm-hmm. to be able to give yourself some grace in what yes. your quiet time looks like. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in this is what my quiet time needs to look like and I Uh need to be still and maybe light a good candle and have a cup (laughs) of coffee, you know, and open the Bible and, you know, Uh go through this almost kind of quiet time ritual, you Uh know, and really when the truth is God cares about our heart and He wants Uh our attention and to be able to start your day and prime your heart with the Lord And then to come back to that throughout the day or, you know, Uh a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. And as you said, it's a season of life. And really that ministry of you being a mom is raising, you know, young girls to love the Lord. Uh And so that, I just love that, that you're like, you know what, this may not be my ideal quiet time, but Uh this is where I am in this season. And I think somebody needs to hear that you know, and being able to throw on that podcast, open up. I love the Bible app. I'm with you to be able to check the verse of the day or those little devotions I think are so helpful. Um, And in 2019, like we just have the Bible at our fingertips. So thanks so much for sharing that because I think we just need to give ourselves some grace, not to scoff off our our quiet time by any means, but Uh understand for different seasons um, and and different reasons that, you know, coming before the Lord in scripture and prayer matters no matter what. So true, so true. Yeah. oh, that is good stuff. Talking about courageous and kind and courageous and kind women, what comes to your mind when you hear the words courageous and kind?
1: So when I was just kind of like reading over like what your guys' ministry is about, um, when I thought of courageous and kind, I thought about being brave and loving anyone and everyone no matter what they've done to you or what season you're in because if you can just love someone like God loves everyone, then you could sh- shift and change someone's life. And even if they don't deserve it, still love on them because it will pay out and they'll see the light that is shining through you from God. Um, and just being brave in your faith and just stepping out, even no matter what the world's going to say, because you're going to have people that want to crush you, but to stand even stronger in your faith in those moments. So just being brave and loving everyone is what mm-hmm. I... Whenever I say those words, that's what comes to my mind. Yeah,
0: I love that, too. And I think when you talk about loving everybody, and I think also, uh, you know, that as we work really hard to promote, you know, this bravery and and courage among women, to be able to love and champion on other women. And I the courage to be able to say, like, hey, girl, your success doesn't dampen mine. What's going on in your life? Like, I can cheer you on. There's enough of God's love to go around, and so yeah. I love that you said that, like, being able to love people, even hard people, with His love through that kindness. So what has been one of your cura- most courageous moments?
1: Okay, so this is kind of where my, I'm going to, like, dive into my testimony a little bit. Um, my most courageous moment was in 2017, um, when my marriage was failing. Uh, I was on the verge of divorce. Um, my husband was deployed, so it made it even harder. And I was giving a, I was given a prophecy in March that I would have a new marriage and a second baby. Um, and the world, obviously, like I looked at it worldly at first was like, I am not getting remarried and I'm not having another baby. Like I'm with my husband through the thick and the thin to the hardest season. Um, and so the world was totally okay with me running away and mm-hmm. leaving it. But I had to step up and be brave in my faith and lean into what God had put on my heart and spoken to someone to tell me um, that my marriage would be restored. And so I just had to start literally taking time. And I had a prayer closet, and I would go in there. and Because uh, I only had one uh, child at the time, Kylie, and she was two and a half. So I could do it during nap time, bedtime. And I would literally go in the closet, turn the lights off, put on worship music and just pray, 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 cry out to God because he knows my heart. He knows the pain I was in. And so just being vulnerable with God and just speaking life back into my husband, even when he was going through what he was going through. Um, And so I just kept stepping out in faith um, for a year and a half. Um, And then he came home and we found our amazing church here, C3, and our marriage was restored and renewed. Um, actually my, the prophecy was totally lived out because in June of 2018, my husband surprised me with a vow renewal. Um, so there's my second marriage. Uh Um, and then we found out we were pregnant in January of 2018 with our second baby. Um, so really I think my thing was to not live by what the world said that I should have done Mm -hmm. or could have done, um, but to look to God's word and truly, dive in and understand like why is it so hard for people to believe in easy seasons but in your hardest season God wants to take you through mm-hmm. journeys and te- like to be able to and test so that you have this testimony to reach out and save other people and other women from falling short of what they are truly called to be yeah. so that was that is big, kind girl. Of a glimpse <laughs> of my testimony I'll see a lot more but for now like that was
0: As I listen to your testimony, if you don't mind, I have a couple questions, you know, just on behalf of, I think, the women listening and, you know, watching this. Is one of my questions would be, um, what made you stay? You know, when you had so many reasons Mm -hmm. to run and to go and you were justified in that um, by, I'm sure, a number of people, you know, what made you stay? um, What made you stay and want to uphold those, you know, marriage covenant vows?
1: Um, What made me truly stay is, I just, like, knew deep down that I, like, I loved my husband no matter what, like, through, like said, through the hardest time and everything that happened, I still loved him, and I didn't want to start the cycle over, in a sense, with someone else, like, so if I could change and renew and fix my marriage with my husband, then I could start a whole new cycle, and it could be the right way, instead of leaving him and starting over, Um, and honestly, it was just Having I had to have that faith in the unknown and the, like to believe in something that was so hard to believe in at that time um and truly just and th- during those year and a half i all I did was work on myself and I did self counseling I did marriage counseling because I knew that I was at fault too because it takes two to go down you know hard path yeah. um so I think really what made me stay even more was finding out that I had faults too and fixing um, those. Yeah. And truly changing as a person, too. So my husband saw that change, and he was like, whoa, like, what's going on here? And that led him back to the Lord because he's like, okay, something's different with her. Something is shining brighter than I've never seen. And it has led him, like, I mean, he is on fire, like, preaching, like, at the youth ministry. So I would say to all the women out there, the power in prayer is so powerful. You can pray your husband, you can pray your kids, your dad, like everyone, anyone, everyone back into existence with God's line because God hears our prayers and He knows our heart.
0: I just love that. And one of the things I think about, you know, that really came to my mind as you were saying this is that um, I love that you said it takes essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, but two to make a marriage Uh and two to break a marriage. Yes. And so it's so often you know, so easy for us to point fingers at the other person. And sometimes I think even about my own sweet man. I forget, like, that I have my own flaws. And I have things mm-hmm. that, draw you know, drive him crazy. Um, and and we all do because we're imperfect mm-hmm. people in this, you know, in this marriage. Uh-huh. Um, but I loved that, you know, in the midst of how easy it would be to point fingers at other people. And often, uh-huh. you know, or sometimes not, depending on the situation, there is apparent blame. But uh-huh. for you to say, to to come before the Lord and to say, Lord, I know um, that there's something in my heart that is flawed as well. And so uh-huh. I love that, like, in this year and a half, you know, I... Th- it would have been so easy to be like, Lord, you fix him, fix him, fix him. Mm-hmm. He's the one that needs to be fixed. He, you know, we, yeah, it's this, and he did this and that, and, you know, everything else. And so to be able to come before the Lord and to say, like, me too. Mm-hmm. And to say, I need, um, I need your love. I need your healing. And mm-hmm. that, I think that is so incredible um, that it started with you and your yeah. heart and you let God change your heart then that outflow of that was that it led your husband to the Lord as well Yes yeah. Yes
1: that's so good that's so
0: good And so I think I know there are some women that need to hear that that are in tough okay. situations and by all means ladies if you are listening to this and you are in an abusive relationship we are mm-hmm. saying don't stay we are not yes. advocating um you to stay in any kind of you know abusive domestic violence any of that kind of relationship. We are Uh saying when we have two broken people um, Uh that are committed to, you know, keeping that marriage covenant. And so Uh as um, Mariah said it so beautifully that she just had that example to let God work on her heart first. And it started Uh with her heart. And the outpour of that was that God got a hold of his heart and that he noticed, you know, your change of heart. And so I have a couple girlfriends that, Um, have similar stories to yours. And Mm -hmm. um, some have stayed and some haven't. And the ones that have stayed, it has been such a beautiful, um, you know, reconciliation and Mm -hmm. just revival. Um, And then in turn, and, you know, not to steal your thunder or anything, but to be able to share your story and your testimony with other people and encourage them that that outpour been tremendous. So I just love hearing that. Okay, so that was my question. Why you stayed? God working on your heart. And then um, getting to a point where you're like, okay, we both want to reconcile. And uh-huh. you had mentioned a little bit about that church and accountability. So will you talk a little bit about what that looked like in your testimony after you both had said, yes, we want to stay, and now uh-huh. we need some help?
1: um so we actually um were blessed by the marine corps um we got to do like free marriage counseling that his work offered and our counselor i mean she poured into us and you know gave us like because it was cool she was christian so she had the same morals as us we could go like we could go together with both of them and she gave us like communication tips which we were lacking in, because um, that's huge—is just being able to like fully be vulnerable and open up to your spouse. And uh, so we did marriage counseling for a long time. Uh, it was like six months, um, and we still hadn't been—we hadn't found like our home church. Um, and then in December of 2018, I was just like, "Okay, I'm kind of done with this. Like, we need to get plugged in and like fully go at it because this like." Here and their church is not working out. So we found our home church, uh, C3, here in Carlsbad. And the community there, the people, the marriages, everyone just like brought us in under their wing in a sense and just fully poured into us. And they spoke life into our marriage. They, My husband got re-baptized at church, and we got baptized together, which was huge mm-hmm. uh, just because it was like all like, – When we went under, just like, you know, God died for us. So it's like everything in the past was washed away. And when we came up, we started new, clean, pure in our marriage. I think what really helped us get to where we are, and we still obviously have a whole bunch of growing to do, Mm -hmm. but getting plugged into a good, good church and surrounding yourself by marriages, by friends, by really anyone that's going to build you up and take you out of the, like, rut that you're in to get you to a higher calling that God has on you.
0: I just love that for a number of reasons and I'm a big fan of Christian community and that's one of the things that we're working to establish here with Courageous and Kind is we want that authentic, transparent Mm -hmm. God wisdom community, um, Mm -hmm. Godly wisdom community. And so when you're around people that love their spouse and love their marriage and cultivating that environment in their home and in their lives it's contagious. I uh-huh. mean, and it is just, it's just—it's—it's exciting and it's inspiring. And so I just love that idea of, you know, everybody listening to... Get plugged in. Find a mentor couple. I know my husband and I have a mentor yes. couple. Um, and we have some close friends, too, that are married and in the, a similar season of life that we're in. And to be able to talk about that, um, you know, as a couple has just been so great. And and okay. having someone that will give you some godly wisdom. That's yeah, so good. That is awesome. And so that's the um, other big piece that we just want to encourage for everyone listening is that Christian community and accountability. And uh-huh. so you want friends, you want couple friends, you want mentors um, that point you back to the Lord. Because we yes. believe, and we know, I think we could both testify, that, <laughs> yes. you know, Jesus Christ is it. That He uh-huh. is the one, no matter, like, how much self-motivation or self-promotion or, you know, how excited you can do, um, we uh-huh. need the power of Jesus Christ. And so, oh, yeah. and He heals and forgives and redeems, and so... So that is a big courageous moment, girl, and we're excited to share that. So thank you. <laughs> thank and the you. other really cool part is that your girls are going to get to grow up with two two their parents still married. Yes. You know, in their home, two parents in the home and we'll get to have, you know, just that benefit uh, yeah. of that and so it, just that blessing. Really, that's you know, have that mm-hmm. blessing of have their mom and dad in the same home and and their parents that love Jesus, too.
1: Yeah, because I think that was another thing that kind of made me stay was I did have a little girl that I had to also think about in that situation. I was like, I didn't want her, I didn't want to grow up having her to go to my house, to his house. Not that that's a bad thing, but that was just in my heart to not separate that if I could pour in and just go at it with all I had to yeah. save my marriage. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we know... I, I We both know, you know, divorced families that do it well and still love the oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, but really, that blessing of um, having that family unit is going to be mm-hmm. really special for your girls. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. So uh, what that leads us to the next question about um, courageous and kind. But what's one way that we can spread kindness?
1: So it kind of ties into what I've said a little bit. But um, I think the way that we could spread kindness is truly just loving everyone. Like, even the people that you walk through on the streets, just smile at them because your smile can change their day, you know? Because I feel like the world is getting, like, we're just in a darker place right now in the world. Yeah. And so, if we can be that light of God and just by smiling or just saying, hey, how's your day? Like, just mm-hmm. truly being kind and loving on anyone, everyone that you could pass by could really shift the culture. And
0: I just love that. Just being kind. I mean, yeah. sharing that kindness and that smile goes a long way. So what do you think a courageous and kind woman looks like? When you think about someone that's courageous and kind, what comes to mind?
1: I would say being vulnerable and transparent, Um, especially with your other moms or friends or even other marriages, um, because I think women are very good about, I'm very good at doing this too, but putting on a mask and saying, oh, my marriage is great, my kids are good, they're Mm -hmm. so well-behaved but then really all we're doing is setting up another woman for failure in a sense mm-hmm. as if we can't be true and be like, man, my marriage is failing in this area. Like, can you pour into me? Can you pray for me? Can you help me? My kids are being, you know, crazy. Can you like give me wisdom and guidance? So I think truly being vulnerable and open mm-hmm. to just lay not necessarily laying it all out, but with the right people laying it all out, you know, and, mm-hmm going to God's word and not necessarily the world because the world has totally different parenting styles than what God's word can give us and give us the peace over um, just living life. So that's what I I get from being kind.
0: I love that too. And one of the things that we're working on here is to be able to, uh, you know, have conversations that really invoke the me too uh-huh. Um that me too, as opposed to always as you said, like sharing our highlight reels with everybody and then uh-huh. what in turn is it what it's doing for everybody looking at our highlight reels is they're comparing it to their behind the scenes uh-huh. full story. Yes. And there's such a disparity in, you know, what that looks like. And so to be able to say me too, because that builds that community and really fights uh-huh. that isolation.
1: Yeah like a healthy me too instead yeah. of a bad me too. I yeah. totally agree with that. That's
0: awesome. Exactly. To be able to say, yeah, I understand or I've been there. And uh-huh. the cool part about that too is that being able to say, you know, I've been there uh-huh. and this is how it is now to be able yeah. to help people get through that walk, that season, that journey. Um yeah. because hindsight's always 2020 and we can always learn something. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I do love that, that opportunity to just be real transparent about what's going on in our lives and stuff. So perfect. Leading to my next question, who do you admire and why?
1: So I admire a lot of just women that had poured into me, even in my, the hardest season of our marriage, I would totally say the qualities that I looked for whenever I was going through that was one being, they loved on me even whenever I was emotional or just like not a, you know, I was having a hard time. Um, So I'd say like the qualities was loving, kind, and even being transparent, letting me know that they went through stuff like this too. Instead of saying, oh, my marriage is so good. You know, like they're like, hey, this is how I got out of my season. Let me walk you through. And so just the surrounding myself with good, good, good community of Christian women that poured into me, and brought me out of my hardest season.
0: Yeah, I love that, and it does take courage, as we've said before. Like mm-hmm. it does take courage to be authentic and honest mm-hmm. about that, and and to be able to share that love without judgment.
1: Yes, um, during yes. that, I think that's that's a big
0: one too. So, if you could go back to your teenage or twenty-year-old self, what advice or what would you, you know, what would you tell her?
1: So my big thing that I would tell my teenage self was to wait for marriage. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I could go back and take it all back and just wait to for and save it for my husband. But obviously I don't regret the past. It is the past that's my testimony, but I think truly waiting until you've found that person and you're in the covenant of God, I think it would truly just bless your marriage even more than if you didn't wait. But I mean, obviously God is graceful. And he does forgive all sins. So it's like, I'm glad we do serve a God who forgives, uh-huh. and that I still could walk into my marriage
0: yeah. on that
1: good line with God. So that's why I would tell my teenage self is waiting till
0: marriage. Just wait, girl. And I would also yeah. say, I'd add to that is, you know, when we say just wait, we also think about that in a context of um, just wait sexually, you know, wait to mm-hmm. give your your body to your husband, but I would say your heart too, that yeah. I think about, oh, like, totally. how many boys, you know, I, and just that first love and, you know, all of that mm-hmm. stuff that you were just giving all of your heart away, yeah. um, you know, but just to protect that a little bit, because, yeah, there is something very, very special, you know, the covenant relationship in um, a marriage, and arguably, it's just, it's really special you know Uh and so I'm with you like how do you tell that teenager like girl you just you don't know what you're missing yet (laughs) like just wait just wait yeah Um, I think too
1: like protecting like protecting my heart don't just give it to anyone and everyone like if you have certain morals stick to it and stand firm on those morals because the world's going to try to tear them apart but if you can stand stronger and higher than the world you can change your culture that you're around
0: Yeah, I love that. And that was one of the things um, I dated well into my 20s. My husband and I got married just about a year and a half ago. And so like even dating in our 20s and, you know, part of my story involves, um, you know, a lot more than just that. But I remember getting to a point where I was like, okay, now I'm Christian dating. And having to say no, you know, Uh to guys that look good and sounded good. Um, But they just did not line up with those convictions, and so whether you're in your 20s or your 30s, you know, or single again, um, you know, as I had found myself in that season, and even as a teenager, like, I'm with you. Girl, stick to those foundational, you know, and if you have any questions, ask your girlfriend, because I feel like, you know, your family and your girlfriends um, and the people that love you most care about you most and Mm -hmm. can really weed out some of that. And so usually if they don't think it's a good fit, sometimes it's because it's not a good fit. That's so
1: true. It's so good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, oh, uh, yeah, I love that too. So, okay, this is what we call like our Miss America platform question. And so Uh if there was one thing, whether that is advice or wishes or skills or talents that you could give every woman, what would that be? That's a a good question.
1: I think it would just be being brave Mm -hmm. and courageous. Like you're... You know, ministry being courageous and kind because there's so many people that are hurting and you could walk by them and not even know but if you could just step out and be courageous and kind and love on everyone like we've been saying this whole time you could literally change that person and then they're gonna see that in you and they're like wow I want that let me follow that let me go to what she has in her life and it all leads to God so that's one thing that we could, I wish I could just like pour out to everybody on earth.
0: That'd be, I mean, and what we believe too here at Courageous Kind is we think it's a, and I continue to go back to this phrase, but, that it's a game changer Mm -hmm. That it changes the game of life. It changes our journey. I mean, it changes just our perspective and our hearts. And so, Mm -hmm. um, when we, when, you know, I had, thrown this idea to a couple girlfriends, and I was like, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking, and didn't have a name for it, and searched Uh and searched and searched, and um, had prayed about it, and I literally said, God, what do I call this? I I mean, in my quiet time, and then a couple days later, the words courageous and kind came to mind, and I did a domain search, a Google search, nobody had had it, because we wanted two words that, although we're a Christian-based organization, That Uh women can get behind no matter what their faith base is. You know, that I want to be a courageous woman and I want to be a kind woman. And Uh really, we as women have such an influence um, Uh in our communities, in our homes, in our marriages, in our sphere. um, You know, of influence. And that matters. Um, One of of the things you said, it just made me think, and I wish I would have asked this earlier when we were talking Uh about it. Um, As you talk about this new season of life... Do you have any best practices or any tips that you and your husband are doing now to promote that, you know, healthiness and fruitfulness in your marriage that you hadn't been um, doing? And, and just to put you on the spot, I apologize, but that just kind of made me think, like, yeah. you're in this new season. What are some of your new practices in your marriage that have helped y'all?
1: So, our, like, some of the things that we have to be very is intentional. Mm-hmm. We, you know, neglected that for a very long time and communicating like no matter how we feel like we it's easier for us to shut down and like walk away we have to stop in that moment and just truly be transparent um and so we even like wrote down on um, like a big like poster board mm-hmm. like family rules that we want to live by and that I mean they could be as basic as you know make sure we each get like 10 minutes of devotion just like truly like making a new life style that we never followed before and trying to do date nights we obviously like I said the season we're in it's not super practical to like go out all the time but even just doing like we get the girls to bed every other Tuesday we'll do an in-home date and that's just like playing board games sitting on the couch talking and that's been the coolest thing is being able to sit on the couch and actually have like deep conversations with my husband that we never used to yeah. and just being able to laugh and cry and truly talk about and to me I prayed that gosh I can't wait for the day that I can talk to my husband about God and just like just, just cool things that God's doing in our lives like in you know inside and so we can like finally do that sitting on the couch um so I think if I could share any tips with women that are in a new season or about to go and step into their mm-hmm. new season with their husband is really being transparent with your husband um and making sure you're putting God first and then your husband and then your kids Um, Mm -hmm. because your kids will eventually move out of the house, but you'll have your husband forever until obviously you go to heaven. So I think our thing is just really finding the new us um, together. And and so I'm not going to lie. Some days are really hard still. Like it's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, we have this perfect marriage. Everything's so good. Like (laughs) there's days where I'm like, oh, my gosh, like God – Give me grace, give me patience, you know, so it's just, you just kind of go with it and you, I'm like, I always will just, if I'm like super stressed, I will just stop, take deep breath and just start praying to God because, I mean, God can give us that peace right then and there, so. I, so there's some
0: little tips. I just love that. I, I mean, and to think about, like, you're creating a new culture, a new community, mm-hmm. you know, within your family. And one of the big things that my husband and I have been praying for specifically um, in our next season of life is that we put God first, each other, then yes. kids, work, you know, and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. That we we want to, oh so bad, get the proper order in our home. And Uh so I just love that you had said that um, because that is so important for a number of reasons. But that I I feel like in our culture, we live in very um, kid-centered families. And, you know, kids have a a, a place in families. Um, And as a, I I mean, I'm not there in motherhood yet. Um, You know, Uh so I can't speak from experience. And I know it's Uh challenging and very hard. But we just have seen families... um, that have lived where they have God, each other, kids, and then they have kids uh-huh. first and and God and then maybe spouse somewhere else. And yeah. so just wanting to, like, really get that dynamic and those priorities straight um, yeah. because they are important. So I appreciate you touching that. Uh-huh. That gets my heart, too, because I'm like, oh, I, that, I needed to hear that because we are yeah. really just praying that even now and are in this season that we just um, – We're very intentional about, you know, what does that look like to um, say, hey, you're my spouse, and underneath God, you are the next most important person in my life. Yes, that's so good. That's so good. So, yeah. Oh, girl, thanks for sharing those little tidbits. I wanted to know because then I was like, ooh, this is working. We need to, you know, how can we emulate some of that? And I love. You know, like you said, like you can't always get out right now in this season of life um, Mm. with your kiddos, but just doing it, having it on the calendar every other Tuesday, you got a date night. So no matter what that looks like, so that is awesome.
1: Exactly, and I think also another little tip I just kind of came to me Mm -hmm. is, as wives, we can speak the yes into our husband. Um, So like praying, like encouraging your husband to keep going. Like to like if you see him kind of like falling off or like being discouraged. Just speak that yes back into his life that God does have something big for him. God does have a purpose mm-hmm. for him. Um, and that kinda helps like the if you can pray and speak life into your husband, it helps the nagging get look like less and less and less. Yeah. So that's what I try to do to my husband, and it seems to build him up and then mm-hmm. which shifts the whole culture and our like atmosphere in our house if I can keep, like keep him on a higher level that God's called him to it totally shifts the atmosphere in our house.
0: Yeah, I love that too. I had read somewhere, the preacher had said that, you know, I can take all kinds of mean hits and mean words and, you know, different, like a lot of criticism from the public Mm -hmm. and people I don't know and social media and things like that. But when my wife says something to me, that's what cuts deep. Yes. and so and that had just made me stop to think about the power of our words and you know I mean the Bible talks about that over and over again yes. but really how important that is in our marriage is that yes. are we you know tearing people down or are we building them up and so yes. I love that you had said that you said speak the yes into yes. um their lives into your, and so into their life I love that thank you so much um You're okay welcome. so for our final question um what is your favorite bible verse
1: I have actually received that really helped me get through my hard season and I still like live by them today. Um, the first one is Hebrews 11.1 1, and it um, says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is evidence of things we cannot see. And then another, another one is 2 Corinthians 5.7 For we walk by faith, not by sight. Um, so those to me just, um, I like I said earlier, I had to have faith in the unseen and believe and something that seemed so impossible, but you know what, God does the impossible, and God can transform any person and everyone, and work miracles everywhere. So
0: yeah, I just love that, and to have that faith, um, and I think the other thing is, you know, praying for our men, um, to for them to have the want to, you mm-hmm. know, for them to have the desire to to follow after the Lord, and you know, there's sometimes that I prayed for myself, and um, you know, for my husband too. God, change our want to. You know we yeah. don't want to do this right now and to live uh-huh. in that faith to say lord we know this is what you're asking us in obedience and this lines up with your word and so uh-huh. change our want to and, yeah, and be able to live in that and there's been a couple times you know that I'm just like god I don't want to change my <laughs> right.
1: want to okay no, I'm I'm <laughs> God's just like no you're going to I'm like no like
0: just have my husband do it yeah, he's yeah, better yeah. you know
1: but god's like no
0: you're good too but so. to be able to change our want to so yeah I just yeah. love that like living by faith and not by sight. So, girl, thank you so much. So, if you don't mind, I'll wrap up and I just want to pray yeah. um for you and your family and just everything that God's doing and so Lord, we thank you so much for Mariah and her family. Lord, we thank you that you um have been faithful in her heart and in her life, Lord, and right now in this season um that they are living in a season of faithfulness. Lord, um faithfulness from you, Heavenly Father, and that you are who you say you are, Lord, and faithfulness um, in their marriage. Lord, we thank you so much for redemption and healing and forgiveness, and um, we thank you for your mercy, Lord, and your grace, and I just ask that you would protect their marriage, Lord, that you would continue to cultivate um, this revival, this renewed sense of um, love and grace and mercy, and I thank you for the lives that their stories are going to touch and the work that you're doing in their hearts and the work that you will do in the lives um, of their families, of their daughters, Lord, we just ask that you would bless them um, and guide them and protect them. We love you. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us to listen to Mariah's story. We hope that you are encouraged. We hope that you were reminded that God can do really the impossible. And He loves to take our broken pieces, our willingness. He loves to take our hearts and mend them and make them into something better. And we just ask that you will continue to pray for our courageous and kind, all of our listeners, all of our interviewees, as they share their stories and as we work to seek truth from the Lord in this time. So thank you so much. And we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit CourageousAndKind.org. Be sure to check out the Courageous and Kind stories tab. Take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram and Facebook at The Courageous and Kind Project.